everybody. Welcome to a Church in the Valley. We are glad that you're here uh, to worship with us. My name is Alex Barrett and I'm the campus pastor here. And today uh, we are wrapping up a series called You Fit Here that we started a few weeks ago. And the goal of this series has been to really talk about what church community is, uh, how it's described uh, in the scripture and what it means for us to actually be a, a part of that. And so uh, if you've missed any of the series so far, I just want to catch you up uh, really briefly. Uh, if you ever do miss a Sunday and you'd like to kind of listen to messages, you can always podcast uh, with us. You can subscribe. If you type in Church in the Valley Alhambra, you can get that each week. And also you can listen online at churchinthevalley.com. But let, let me just catch you up of where we, we've been. Uh, we started the series co- talking about the right fit. And how we can experience community as we push past uh, our, ourselves, as we push past maybe our own preferences and our own way. That's really where community can begin to come alive for us. Uh, obviously, you can't have community when you're just living life your own way by yourself. It, it really doesn't doesn't work. And so we talked about how to do that in, in practical ways. Uh, last week, we talked about a place to belong and how the church is designed to be a place where people can actually be included in, in what what's happening. And, and that kind of comes in, in two key ways. The first is uh, the church should be a place where people can build friendships and relationships can can grow. Uh, we all value relationships, the, the idea of, of not being alone. Um, and so building friendships is something that's really important to us here at Church in the Valley. And we we want to encourage people to do that. And then second, we looked at how you belong also as you as you serve as you contribute. And so uh, through those, we've been trying to kind of navigate how, how does, you know, community get beyond just an idea to something that, that actually you can experience and how, as a church, how do we do the things that will really encourage people to, to join with us? And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, join with us. How, how do we actually continue to grow and expand? And as you look in the scripture, community is actually something, uh, the church community, that, that God's continually wanting us to, to grow. He wants us to grow as individuals in our own walk with God. He wants us to mature in our faith. And at the same time, he wants us to actually grow in numbers. Now, numbers are just a little snapshot of growth, but he wants us to be expanding. He wants us to be including more and more people. But for that to happen, we actually need to deal with maybe some of the misconceptions we have in our own past experiences or even our own mind when we think of the word church. Now, when I say church to each of us, there's a different picture that we have in our mind. It may be a place that you can go. It may be an idea that you have. It could be good or bad based on the past experiences that you have. But there's kind of common misconceptions when we think of church and when we think of of community. So I want to start by just kind of reiterating what the church is not. Now, this isn't, you know, necessarily going to be earth shattering, but I think these are things that we can tend to sometimes focus on that aren't exactly the full intent of what the church is. Now, there's certain aspects of these three things, which I think are included in church life and are included in community, but It's not the whole picture. So the the first is the church is more than just an extended family gathering. Now, there should be a picture here. So I Googled awkward family pick, and I think Google really came through for me. Right. So 
That's not the church community. But there's a sense sometimes if you're a part of it where you kind of think it's like it's just it's just family. And heaven forbid that we ever like come and dress like that, like, you know, it made sense. But the church is not just a family where we're just we all have our own language. We all have our own look. And it's just very insider. So the church is more than just this family insider group that's kind of closed and we march to our own beat. It's more than that. The church is also more than a spiritual buffet, a place where you come and just like, just feed me. How many of you guys like buffets? Just be honest. Just, you know, I don't care if it's the new year. How many of you love buffets? I like a buffet. But the best thing about a buffet is the endless choices. You just go to a buffet and and you get to the point where really you're not even hungry anymore. But you paid for a buffet. And so you're going to beat them. They're not going to beat you. Right. And so you just start eating just because you can. And sometimes that's like church, like just feed me. And we, we kind of just I want that. I want that. I don't want that. And I want a little bit of that. And church can be like that. Now, I saw this ad orange chicken with bacon. Feed your feed your soul, like feed your soul. Now, there's something about bacon, which, you know, I could speak to your soul. Right. But, you know, they're, they're touching on this, which I think in the church realm, there's something about like we just. I just need to be fed and we, we do need to grow and you need to come to a church where you're learning the Bible and you're growing, but it's not just taking. So I think sometimes church life is like, what do you got to give me? You give me and I'll, I'll take it. But it's more than that. So it's more than extended family. It's more than a spiritual buffet. And the last is it's more than, than, than fun. Here, here's a pick. This just cracks me up. Like that's totally Photoshopped. But could you imagine if that was your church? It's like, hey, guys, um, we're going to go next steps. And then you can just come down the slide and dunk right in the baptismal, you know. (laughs) But sometimes like church, we may not say fun, but entertainment. How how was church day? It was good. It was I was entertained. And we we could approach church like it's more than a spiritual buffet. It's like, what's it doing that kind of entertains me? But it's so much more than that. Now, this is from the Babylon Bee. This is actually isn't a church that actually has done this. It's like satire. Like sometimes churches are trying to reach people where they get to the point where they're willing to do things that really wouldn't make sense like that. But it's much more than fun. It's much more than entertainment. Now, here at Church of the Valley, I think we do have fun. I like to have fun. But there's so much more than community than just having fun. And there's more community than just an extended family gathering. And there's more to community than spiritual buffet. So those, those things are kind of beyond, we're we're talking beyond that, like the greater picture. And so today I want to talk about three things that actually kind of spell out what it means to join with us here at church in the Valley. Now, these three things are not unique to just our church. These are actually things that describe God's intent for church life, for community. And so the hope is across the world in all the different cities in which people are gathering today and have gathered already, that they're experiencing these same things. This is how Christianity is growing. These are how lives are changed. It's as people are walking with God and doing it in the context with a group of people. But these three things you can never lose sight of. And this is how we grow. It's how we grow as a church. And it's really how that we grow as individuals as well. And that these two work together and they intersect. And so I want to walk through these. The first thing is, The way that we can have people join with us is that God grows us as we continually invest and invite. 
Now, if you've been around uh, Church in the Valley for any amount of time, that you, you may have heard me, me talk about this before. In fact, this has been a big emphasis this past year. And actually, this, this is really the emphasis of what our lives should be about. It's investing people in your life and, and including them in your life. You, you invest in people and then you include people. And that's something that God is always wanting us to do. He wants us to grow with him. He wants us to walk with him. But our life is so much more than just me and Jesus. Our life is about how do we include people so that they can begin a relationship with Jesus as well. Our mission statement of Church in the Valley is this, and I wanted you to have this just so you can see the big picture. To know, love, and glorify God and be used by him to help all people to know Jesus Christ and become fully devoted followers of him. That's, that's our goal. We want people to know God, to love God, and to glorify him. That is to make him the most important thing, the main thing of their life. But notice it just doesn't stop there. The mission of our church is to help people become fully devoted followers of him. And that happens as we invest in those around us and as we invite them into our life. It's a it's a relational thing. It's a process in which community and investing and inviting are are connected. That's what he wants us to be about. Acts 20, 24. uh, This is Paul talking. Now, Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament and he was actually anti-Christian and was trying to kind of squash Christianity when it was first getting started. So as their community was beginning to get formed, Paul came to really stop it. He hated Christians. And then God got a hold of his life and said, hey, why are you against me? I'm turning your life around. You were once against me, but now you're for me. And so this is a description later after his life had been transformed. And this is what he says. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned Me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. I underline those those three sections there. That's what it means to invest and invite. It means your your life is about telling others the gospel, that the, the good news about Jesus, the fact that even though we've sinned and gone our own way, by his grace, his unmerited favor, we can have a relationship with him. That's the best news. What you've done in your past. God doesn't hold against you. He forgives you. You can have a relationship with him. You have a new purpose. You have a new identity. So Paul says, that's how my life was. I was headed in a direction. God completely changed it. And so my life is all about telling others about the good news, about the wonderful grace of God. And so investing and inviting is is as a church, we want to be doing that, telling others the gospel about the wonderful grace of God. The message paraphrase puts it a little bit different. This is what it says. What matters most to me is to finish what God started. The job the master Jesus gave me of letting everyone I meet know all about this incredibly extravagant generosity of God. I love I love just the the, the kind of picture of that, because it's this idea. if, If you have something that's this extravagant generosity and you've experienced something that's changed your life. You want to tell people about it. I mean, we tell people about like if we have a really good meal, how many times have you texted people or posted on Instagram like best meal ever? You've got to try this, right? Like we do that for things that we're really enthused about. But sometimes as Christ followers, we forget that we're actually a part of the greatest thing ever, a relationship with Jesus himself. 
That's the best thing ever. And so what Paul is describing here, and what this paraphrase is alluding to, is this, this sense of, as you're walking with God, and you're connecting with Him, you should always be reminded of the gift that you've been given. The gift of relating to Him, of knowing Him. And that gift is like no other, that you want to tell people about it. Okay? And so it's investing in vine. Now, I just wanted to kind of describe ways that that, that happens. And that there's kind of two, two streams of investing and inviting. There is investing and inviting in your own life. God has placed you and he's placed me in specific neighborhoods, in specific homes and dorms. He's placed you in specific jobs. He's placed you in a specific family. He's placed you with specific friends. God's placed you in a specific place, your own circles. God wants you to invest and invite in those circles. He wants you to be looking to reach out to your coworkers. He's looking for you to reach out to your friends. And if you're a non-Christian, you may be thinking, well, what is this? This is, this is what Christianity is about. It's about following Jesus and then trying to help people learn how to follow him as well. So you need to take that at your own pace. But in your life, if you decide to follow Christ, you're deciding like, I am going to make this my mission in my life in the different arenas God's placed me. So that's the first stream. The second stream is our own church community. He wants us to invest and invite. So the people that God brings inside these walls, the people God brings to our events, the people that we intersect with, like we're supposed to be taking our circles of our relationships and then connecting them with our circles of relationships in the church. And we want to invite our church friends to things that are happening in our personal life. And we want to invite the people in our personal life to things that are happening at church. And the investing and inviting, they, they converge. And this is how God grows his kingdom. He takes all the people that he's planted throughout the world and he brings them back to work together in community. And that's how people come to know Jesus. And at Church in the Valley, that, that's what we want to be about. And I came up with like an acrostic to remember how, how to invest. And some of you, investing is a part of what you do every day. But for others, the thought of investing, it, it can be overwhelming. And so I have this acrostic just to kind of give you some, some pointers. What it means to invest first is it means to include others. That's at the key of investing. It's how can I include others in my life? So as I'm doing what I'm doing, how, how can I look around and seeing who, who can I connect with? Now, it looks differently depending on your background, your personality. But there's always opportunities to include, to initiate, to have conversations, to be friendly. So part of investing is just looking around. In the middle of all I have going on, it's easy to get a tunnel vision, but there's people God's placed in my path every single day. How can I include my life in this path and intersect with people? So that's the first thing. The second is to notice needs. As you're intersecting with people and you're looking to include, the key way you can see opportunities is what are the needs that people have? What are ways that you can help? Sometimes it's helping specifically with a need that you can meet practically. Somebody's going through something, it's taking a meal. That's a way you can make an investment. If someone's going through something, it's saying like, can I pray for you? Is there anything I can pray for you about? And you do it. Notice needs, needs are opportunities. The V, value the person. To make an investment realize is, is remembering that, that each person has a story. Where they've been and how where they've been has led them to where they are. And that story matters to God because God made 
everyone. And so when you value people, you listen to their story. You listen to where they're coming from. And you know what? That actually has an impact on people. We live in a world where, again, we're disconnected. We can be more socially connected through social media, but further alone. And so when you value people, you listen to their story. You also give people space. I think one of the biggest fears Christians have is that they're going to be that person that shoves the gospel down people's throat. And I think one of the biggest fears non-Christians have is they're going to be those people that are going to shove Christianity down my throat. But if you love people and you value them, you, you recognize where they are. If you ask them questions and they shut down, that's a signal like back off. That's what valuing people is like. Okay, I've, I've asked them a lot of questions and it's one word answers. I'm gonna let them just have a little space. That's part of valuing. Uh, the E is expect God's help. There's something about investing, which it, it's like a cost, like, oh, man, I've got so much on my plate right now. I have so many relationships I'm trying to handle. I have a conflict that's burdensome for me. I've got this project at work that's demanding my time. The thought of investing is like, how, how, how can I do another relationship? How can I initiate another conversation? But what happens is, is this is God's design for our life. And he will give you the strength you need to invest in others. He will give you the words to say. He'll give you things that you don't even know how to react. He'll give you the sense of how to do that in the moment. Expect his help as you invest in others. The S is to share the gospel. The point of investing for the Christian is not just to be a friend. That's important because we value people. It's important because we want to know their stories. We want to meet needs. But the point of investing is we want to help people connect to Jesus Christ. And the only way that they can connect to Jesus Christ is if they, they know the gospel. They know that they're sinners going their own way. And at the same time, they know that the grace of God has been given to them and they can have a relationship. They can't intuit that. They can't look around and see, you know, I think God loves me and he has a plan for my life. They don't know that by looking around. They have to be told. That's why Paul's saying, my life is worth nothing unless I tell others the gospel about the wonderful grace of God. So our point of investing is we want to get to that point. And then the T is to thank God and pray. I think this is something that I myself take for granted. And that is, God, thank you for allowing me to be a part of the greatest thing ever. A relationship with you and the kingdom that you're building. A relationship with Jesus is re relating to the king of the entire universe. And he's building this kingdom and this kingdom is, is of grace and it's of mercy and it's of a new beginning. And so many times in our own life, we forget that we're nothing without the Lord Jesus. And when we invest in others, so many times we think of the demands that it is, but we forget the reward and the blessing. So as you're investing, thank God for that opportunity and then pray for his help. And he'll continue to do that. So that's the investing. Now, the inviting is in, in your own life to join people in in your life, then you think of like, what can I do to invite people in my life? That is, how can I organize and create opportunities for people to intersect in my, in my own life? And that doesn't happen automatically, but there's things like even at, in church life where we encourage like Super Bowl is coming out. How many of you love the Super Bowl? Wow. Wrong event to promote. That was like really depressing. <laughs> We'll have a party with four people, right? But 
To most people, the Super Bowl is huge. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come. I, you know, so for Christians, you should think like, well, I can have a Super Bowl party. And the people that I'm connecting in my own circles, I can connect with the people in my, my church community. And so I'm going to throw this party and I'm going to allow these two worlds to collide. And for people to, to meet my Christian friends and see that I'm not just this weird person. All of them are like me. That just came out weird, but you get what I'm saying. And so, you know, in our own life, we're always thinking, like, how can I do things to further the investment? And it it happens by inviting social things, fun things, invite people, hanging out, making time, invite people. And then in church life, again, the other stream, we we do that as well. We do things for the primary purpose of inviting people to it. Like if it was just about our own family, we wouldn't do it. But the point is we want to invite. And so some of those things to invite people, this is just a heads up. Uh, next week, we're doing an identity series. I think there's a pic right here. You can show that. What defines us, directs us. Do you know so many people are trying to figure out their identity, who they are, and what that means? So in Church in the Valley, we want to talk about things that actually speak to people who don't know, know Jesus. So we, we have message series really designed with that in mind. How do the unchurched learn what the Bible has to say about something that they want to know? And so when we have message series, like a lot of you probably know a lot of what we're going to speak about. But it, it's to invite people. And so you may want to think like, maybe I can invite somebody next week. Uh, advance and journey, our men's and women's meeting. That, that's for the purpose of inviting people. So they can experience a gathering with people. Now, these are risks. So some of the time people aren't ready to come to church yet, which is why it's so important to be investing in your own life. And as people build trust and they see the value you have in church and they meet some of your friends from church, they'll want to come to church. It's all it's all connected. Easter is coming up on April 1st. During Easter, people are a little bit more just spiritually sensitive. There's something about Easter that people want to check out. So April 1st, we're going to have our Easter service. I encourage you to invite people to that. Lord willing, we're going to have a Coffee Connect after that on April 8th. Call that a comeback event. The point is, for all the people that are coming at Easter, we want to offer them another opportunity to be invited around what we're doing. And so we've designed this as people investing, you can invite. And as you're inviting, you, you can invest. So that's a key way that you can join with us. The second thing, so God grows us as we invest and invite. He also grows us as we participate In the ministry. And that is participate in community. Have a role. Now we talked about serving last week. So I'm not going to talk specifically about serving. But more kind of what God has pieced together. In this church community. What I'd like each of you to do right now. And I'm giving you permission so it's not going to be awkward. But look around this room. At all the faces here. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah, say hi, like, hey, it's okay. You know, smile. I talked about this last week, you know. Hey, hi. Hi, everybody. Thank thank you, right? But, you know, sometimes we talk about community and we're sitting in rows looking at one person. So the rest of the service, we're going to stand up and we are going to hold hands in a circle. And I have matching shirt. Just kidding. Oh, some of you are like, I'm leaving right now. I, just, I do not fit here, okay? 
but, but somehow you talk about community and we're used to like, yes, community Sunday morning. I sat and I listened to a guy speak to me and I faced forward the whole time. So community isn't what happens in rows, right? The community is what you see in the faces of the people. And God has, has brought people to this community from different backgrounds, from different experiences. And what God does is people participate in church life. He's like creating this beautiful mosaic where each piece is its own picture. But then as you put it together, it creates a brand new picture. And that's, that's what the church is. It's individual people that come together and create something new. And it's so easy to come and take that for granted and to forget and to look around and see this is who God has put together. And the scriptures speak to this, this uh, picture of this mosaic. And in fact, one of the, the main ways that the Bible talks about community is the analogy of the body, like the human body. The community is this body that has all these different parts that work together so you can walk and you can function and interact. That's what the church is with each different part playing a different role. And this is what the Bible says about that in 1 Corinthians. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Sometimes you read the Bible and you just have to like, you just chuckle. Because they're basically saying like, what if the body parts were talking to each other? Like that's in the scripture. Like people are like, Bible doesn't relate to everything. Yeah, but that's kind of funny if you think about it. But the highlight here is, is, is many. So there's this, this each one, but there's many. And there, there's different roles. There's this picture of the hand or the picture of the foot. And these work together for the body to, to function. And so that idea of, of many is this, this thing of God's put together many parts. Now here at Church in the Valley, there's one full-time staff member. There's three part-time staff. Three plus one is four. Four people cannot make Church in the Valley happen every Sunday. I mean, we could, but it would be a ragamuffin service, I'm pretty sure. You know, kids, it'd be like, just throw some bacon on the carpet and go play. That would be if I was organizing it, okay? Like, not, not anyone else. That's my idea. In fact, I'm like, dude, that, I'm going to try that at home with the kids. But um, I digress. But th- there's this, this, this picture of the church is so much more than the people who work for the church, like the staff. You know, on any given Sunday, we need about 40 to 50 volunteers who are helping pull off all the different things that happen. This is the many People as individuals, but the many coming together as one. And each one who plays a part, each one who participates, has value. And so Paul, he's the same guy who wrote in Acts his life about telling others. He's describing the church community here. And and he's just saying that there's many parts and each of these are unique. They play a unique role. And they're different. But in their difference, their value is the same. There's this unified, we all need each other. And he he goes on uh, later in in the passage in verse 16. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? So again, the, the picture is if we were all the same and we played the exact same role, 
what would the experience be? It would be plain. It would be predictable. But instead, God brings people with different gifting, different strengths, and weaknesses, and he puts them together. And as they participate, they create something beautiful. And that, that's what he's describing. Then it, it goes on. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So I, I just want to encourage the people serving and participating at Church in the Valley. What you do, it matters. Whether you come early and you help run these wires and XLR cables and set up the drums, that matters. For all the kids' own teachers that aren't here to even hear this, those watching the babies in the nursery, what they do matters. Those helping the high school students and junior high students learn more about Jesus, that, that matters. People that set up the, the tables with the name tags and people that greet, it, it all matters. You can see all these work together. So our community can exist. So people can become fully devoted followers of Jesus. It all is connected. The reason the uniqueness is so important is because of that last part. God has arranged. God has arranged each one of them as he chose. So God has made you to play a specific role. And when you play a specific role... The picture is you're allowing the body to function at full health. Part of the body's injured. You can't function like you should. So when everyone's participating and playing their role, the body is like this full health, full capacity. It can function. And that's the picture of church. So we grow as we invest and invite and include others. And then we grow as we, we join in and we participate. And that, that leads to the last part. God continues to grow us. As we join the CIV team, this is really as we take step after step to keep committing, to keep growing, to keep moving forward in our involvement and participation in church life. I started the series talking about really growth and belonging and being a part of community actually has to happen in freedom. If you are forced to participate There'd be no joy. If you were forced to build relationships, there's no joy. Christianity comes because of freedom. God gives us freedom. He gives us freedom to whether we follow him or not. He does not force us. So because of that, it's the same with participation. But as you take steps to freely choose to commit more and more, God, God will bless that. And Paul describes this later in that passage that I just read in 1227. He says, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Now that, that word members is the sense of my belonging. Like I, I do fit here. I'm making a choice. This is the community that I want to belong to. This is the church that I want to be a part of. This is the place where I want to build relationships. This is the place where I want to give my resources to so we can keep accomplishing the mission that we have. So the point of fitting and joining is so we continue to be a part of, of what God is doing here at church in the valley. 
And that happens in different ways. For, for some of you, part of stepping up your commitment is just to come more regularly than you're coming. If you come once a month, part of it, like you kind of taking those steps to joining is, is maybe I'll come every other week just as my schedule permits. Maybe it's just impossible for you to do that. Or maybe there's just some things like right now you're just not ready to be more regular in your attendance. So take that, that next step of just coming more. Uh, for some of you, it's maybe you've been attending for a long time and you need to become a member of Church in the Valley. Now, Church in the Valley has a, a formal membership. And the difference between attending Church in the Valley and becoming a member of Church in the Valley is really one word. And that word is commitment. You formally commit. Like, I can be counted on a part of this team. I'm here. This is where I'm making my investment. And we have a membership process here, which is going to some, some classes. And we have a CIV preview coming up on February 25th. If you're interested in learning more about membership, I encourage you to come to that. I'll let you know more about our church. And it gives you a preview, just like the name says, of what our church is about. After CIV preview, our membership process is to attend our 101 class, Discovering Church in the Valley. This is more in-depth. It lets you know a little bit more about our history. It lets you know about what we believe, our essential beliefs, and, and where we're headed. It gives you a chance to ask questions. And then after 101, we, we have a, a, just an interview which we do a spotlight and a DNA test to make sure that are you guys awake? I just wanted to, we don't do that at all. Uh, we have an interview just to get to know your story a little bit and give you a chance to ask questions with, with a staff member. And after that, you, you become a member. And so that, that's a way of, we celebrate. We want people to join the team here. So certainly that might, might be a step that, that you need to take. Uh, for some of you, it's just to renew your membership. You've been a member and it's like, okay, that, that's what I need to do. Like John said, I need, I need to renew my membership. I need to continue to be a part of what, what God's doing. So I encourage you, consider where you are and, and where you need, need to be. And that's really where, where your growth edge is. And so I want, I want to close out because so far as I'm, I'm talking about joining with us and as I've been talking about belonging and the right fit, it comes across as like, What's it going to cost? And certainly, everybody needs to count the cost in your relationship with Jesus, in your relationship to church life, because it will cost you. It costs you time. It costs you resources. It costs you, you know, schedule your priorities. And you have to make decisions based on that. But there is also a cost of not committing. I just want to highlight that. Because so many times I think in my own life, I think of what's this going to cost me right now, like in my schedule, in my time, in my bank account, whatever it is. But there's actually a cost if I remain uncommitted. And certainly spiritual things, there's a cost to not taking steps in community. And so I, I just wanted to highlight those. The, this is not to come across as like to guilt you. But. I can't talk about the cost of committing without talking about the cost of not committing, if that makes sense. So here is just a few I thought of. If you don't commit to kind of continuing in your relationship with God and growing and pulling into community, wherever that is, uh, I think a few things happen. The first is my own growth and development dwindles. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. It's this idea of when you're actually in relationship with other people who are trying to walk with God, that helps you in your relationship with God. And if 
you're not in community, it's hard to grow. That's just a reality. Uh, the second cost is if I'm isolated, my, my impact is limited. I think what Paul describes as the body working together is this picture of it's all connected. The joints, the tendons, the skeletal structure, all the systems that make the body function, it's all connected so it, it does what it's supposed to do. When you're isolated, you're, you're like a body part that's detached. There's, there's no life there. And your impact is limited. And so the picture is by yourself, you, you can only contribute according to your own life. But when you're in community, it compounds the resources that we pull together, that we, what we can give to, it compounds. The service that we can do when we come together to do it together, it compounds. This idea of it's better together. And so our, our impact is more as well. And then the last is, and this is one of the ones that, that really concerns me, is that when we're isolated, you know, I might not get the help I need when I need it most. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, it's talking about two are better than one. If one falls down, you know, and you're by yourself, who, who, who is there to pick you up? I think that's a reality of individualism that we don't talk about. We love freedom to do whatever we want until we fall and we're alone. And so part of this is we want to be a church that helps people. As they fall. So if you're if you're going through things, one of the things that just encourage you is as you pull into community, there are people here who they will help you and they will love you. They will speak the truth to you in love. And and that's this this sharpening that that's what happens. But if we're by ourselves, we fall. We're we're alone. There's plenty of people that are alone in life. Long for community. And so just just consider that. And, and for me, this is really on my heart. I, I just want people to realize the blessing comes as you take steps forward in commitment in your own relationship with God and then in the community that, that he's put together. And so I, I hope this series has, has been a help, just kind of giving a little bit more of the context of, of who we are. As I wrap up, I want to encourage all of you, uh, take out your connection card and finish filling that out that, that John just go ahead every one of you, you t- finish that grab the pen and do that we're going to receive the offering and you can drop that in there uh, but there's a few next steps that you can take and we have next steps each week this is just our way of, of saying and encouraging you what, what's something that you can do with what maybe God's put on, on your heart so the, the first is this is kind of your own choice I, you know what you need to do in your own life but invest and invite by like what's something you can invest in somebody in your life. What's something you can invite somebody to? I don't know what that is. But think of that. Maybe that's the next step you want to take. The second is to sign up for the CIV preview coming up February 25th. I encourage you to do that if you're interested in, in membership, learning more about that. The third is uh, learn more about serving. If you check that, we will follow up with you about ways that you can volunteer at Church in the Valley. You can kind of come into the body and, and play a role. And then the last is to renew your membership. And there's the card in there that, that, that you can do that. So consider taking one of those next steps. I encourage you to do that. If you have prayer requests, please uh, put that on. I'd love to pray for you this week as well as the staff. So let's pray as the band uh, comes up.
God, thank you for just the encouragement of seeing what you do as you work in the lives of people. Thank you for this church, for the people that you brought around, from all the different individuals that, that you formed together to, to make us this community. And so we, we thank you for that work and what you can do that we can't do by ourselves. And I, I just pray for continued unity in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would bind us together as we invest and invite, bind us together as we participate, and bind us together as we, we join this team to help people become fully devoted followers of Jesus. To you be the glory. Amen.